Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Principle of Hospitality, the podcast. Now, we've had a collision of worlds, a joining of forces, a banding of brothers. Sash from Principle Design and me, Sean from Open Pantry Consulting, are pleased to announce this venture for 2021, Principle of Hospitality. Now, we know that food brings people together and promotes community. And at Principle of Hospitality, we are here to disrupt current perceptions of what the hospitality industry can achieve in today's ever-evolving and challenging environment. Now, that's why we've partnered with Chef's Hat on this Principle of Hospitality podcast. Now, if you didn't know, Chef's Hat is the largest family-owned and operated hospitality supplier in Australia. They strive to inspire cooks, chefs, bakers, and bartenders to deliver the best product with the best tools every day. So that's why we're so proud to partner with Chef's Hat, where the industry shops. Now let's get into today's podcast. I think you're really gonna enjoy it. Welcome to another Principle of Hospitality podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending some time with us. Canny Grapes is about sharing and expanding wine knowledge, inviting you to journey through vineyards, wine regions, grape varieties, wine history, and learn interesting facts about wine. Altogether, a fun and educational wine tasting experience. Director Anya Lewis hosts regular wine classes based on her extensive wine travels curates wine and food pairing dinners and is a guest host for Gourmet Traveller Wine Magazine amongst many, many other exciting things. All the way in Western Australia, welcome Anya, how are you? I'm good, thank you, thanks for having me. Uh, It is an absolute pleasure and uh, congratulations as I said to you the other week on being the second guest we've got from WA, so I feel... um, I feel like I'm getting some runs on the board back in WA, so it's really, really good. Um, so obviously, like I just mentioned a little bit about, you know, the great work um, that you're doing over there, and it's just um, fantastic to have a conversation with you after doing, you know, um, you being a friend of of Chef Lisa, who we've had on the podcast the last couple of weeks as well. Um, let's talk about how you got into the wine industry because it's it's very, very different from maybe a lot of other people who have got into the wine industry, but I think it's really beneficial to learn that story. So how did you get started? Well, I came back from working uh, on private yachts in the Caribbean. That's where mm-hmm. I met Lisa, who you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so that was in early 2014. Mm-hmm. And um, so we moved back to Perth and my intention was to go back into my usual trade or like what I went to university for yes with um which is mechanical engineering slash production engineering mm-hmm. so I was looking to go yeah just back into corporate and work and you know solve problems and find solutions and um do all that engineering yeah, just, stuff yes yes that's right. <laughs> I was full on engineering mode mm-hmm. and um I had to unfortunately just I know it was I didn't expect that it would take me that long to find a job mm-hmm. or actually not to find a job. Yes. And um, I couldn't really figure out if it was, you know, because I've had quite an extensive experience. Yes. Or also 
probably what I wasn't um, prepared to do is mm-hmm. to work fly in, fly out. It's mm-hmm. a very uh, common way of working here in WA. So there's a lot of fly in, fly out. And it is, of course, money-based. Yes, there's a lot of money to be made. Of course. But like personally for uh, my husband and I, we just wanted to um, really focus on our quality of life mm-hmm. and being able to be together. Yep. So just figuring out that I couldn't really get into what I wanted to do. Um, the husband said, why don't you do something else? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, yeah, just change. <laughs> just change professions, <laughs> just no problem. Change. That's right. <laughs> and, um, but throughout my work on the yards, like being a chef um, on a private yard and um, probably having the experience already in pairing wine and food and having to source uh, wines and having, uh, you know, to do all the provisioning. Mm-hmm. And um, probably even prior us leaving for the Caribbean in 2011, I did work for a very short amount of time uh, in in a very local bottle shop. Okay. And so in, in Queensland, when we still lived in Queensland. Mm-hmm. And there I had probably the first introduction to handcrafted, really small batch wines, like yeah. thanks to um, the son of the, the owner who's also like a wine distributor and um, winemaker. Mm-hmm. And so something told me, well, wine, I really love wine and I love learning more about wine. Yes. So I said to myself, you know, I just said to myself, hey, I want to learn everything about wine. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much the How door that I opened up. <laughs> <laughs> and so I always say, so I really just Googled wine purse and what courses there are mm-hmm. um, or there were and uh, job-wise. And of course, I had to get a job. Yes. To buy the house here. And, you know, it's just – and I – even in my classes, I quite often share the story. And I said, well, if you want to work on wine, the way how I find the job was I went on seek.com. Yes. You, and typed in wine and pressed search. <laughs> and that was my first job. <laughs> and I actually, I did it twice. Like yeah. I really did it twice in the last, like, you know, for me just um, before I started Kelly Graves. Yes. So that's pretty much how I started my uh, journey in wine. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up being a TIC in Celador. Mm-hmm. And as much as, you know, I felt I was the right person for that job and I really wanted it, I walked into the job interview and I knew that I would get it and that I wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I loved, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an achiever. Like I just love setting goals and go, yep, you know, yep. I see you and I raise you, let's do more. Like, you know? <laughs> just keep pushing um, forward. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. And um, it, it was, it was a great role and um, I enjoyed it, but I really wanted to learn. I wanted mm. to be hands on. I wanted to hang out with the winemakers. I wanted to be in the production, you know, probably coming from the engineering side. Yes. As well. uh, and so I ended up changing that great paid um, role and mm-hmm. went to a, from a full-time to a part-time uh, in a very, very small winery in the Swan Valley. Oh, wow. And that's exactly probably where I learned that I was able to be out in the vineyards. Um, mm-hmm. I did some cellar but I was able to spend time in the winery and um, get my hands dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and and I really love that. So in probably learning actually how you know, how much hard work mm. is involved mm. into making that wine. Yeah. You know, what's in the bottle, what so many people probably just pour 
and then scout like you know so that's probably even where the passion to the uh wine tasting comes from yes uh it's really go okay who makes it yeah why 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 do the wines grow you know or why did they chose that particular land or that particular place that particular you know even from, from the salt types there's so much behind it and also yeah. understanding that it is hard work that it is a labor of love mm. most likely especially for for the small um wineries and that really impressed me and was so, it surprising you know, after, as well if i can ask you what's it as as in there was so much work into into what was happening in wine where you obviously come out of the wine industry you're doing so much research in it and then you're in it like was it surprising there was so much effort yes because in so i started i did my vested too like so i started Mm. the wset course and in the course it's mostly or like if you do any courses yes you talk a little bit about viticulture and you Mm. know what different what's all out there and the salt types and the way the, the grapes grow mm-hmm. and you talk about winemaking yes but it's mostly about tasting and then you learn about the different grape varieties um mm-hmm. all the different wine regions around the world mm-hmm. then how to taste but you don't actually learn and really experience yeah like how much is actually happening behind the scenes sure and you know when you have harvest um, you know, that the 60-year-old grandpa gets up at 1 o'clock in the morning yes. <laughs> for the harvest and it yeah. worked till 7 p.m. at night. And you go, yeah. wow, I really take my hat off to you. Mm. And, you know, that everyone comes together and that it is a big family affair, especially when it's a, um, a family business. Yeah. And um, that you just work tirelessly yeah. until the work is done. Like mm. you, you can't just say, all right, um, so it's like time to go home. Like it's <laughs> it's just constant, yeah. and so especially throughout vintage. But then when vintage finishes, you know it's it's just that cycle, mm. and you don't you don't um really learn that if you know like you can read about it. But sure. I think with anything, you know, you can got to experience read. it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So if you experience it and see it with your own eyes, mm. or even you know, when you're able to be part of it. Yes. I think even just picking. So I think um, nowadays there's quite a few sommeliers of people in the hospitality who get invited to spend a day in the vineyard. Yeah. And when they come back, they go, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it really is. (laughs) So how long did you, how long did you work in like the wineries for before you started doing what you're doing now? I probably just a year and a half. So okay. I worked um, in the wineries. Yeah, I would say probably a year and a half. And yep. then from there I moved. It's like we lived in a Swan Valley at the time. Mm. So it was very, um, uh, you know, really close to work. I was riding the bike. <laughs> <laughs> Vineyards, which I loved. Yes. Um, and then we moved more uh, towards the city. And so it was time for change. And I actually ended up, um, again, going on seek.com. <laughs> typing in wine <laughs> <laughs> and ended up working for uh, Yalamba slash Sammy Smith and Sons. So I ended up in wow. distribution yep. for a little while, which was really great also to understand, okay, the next step from the winery, mm. you know, how does the wine get into the restaurant, into the bottle shops? Um, yeah. I was really working with lots of the sales reps, with the restaurants, like um, yeah, customer service, uh, also like the promos, you know, how much work is again involved in promoting your wine, of the course. marketing. Mm. Um, 
you know, whenever new vintages come on. So there's lots of um, travel and, and yeah. So I think that was really great. I always mm. feel, you know, it was like a missing or, you know, how the puzzle was coming, coming yeah. together. Yes. So, um, so I probably did that for a year mm-hmm. and throughout that time, I, I ended up going because I then uh, was doing my WSET three mm-hmm. um, at the time. Mm-hmm. So I started with two, then I went to level three, mm-hmm. and you know I attended a few wine dinners and attended a um, master class because I obviously wanted to learn. Sure, you know, I was like the more I can learn. <laughs> I was like a sponge, you know, I was like, <laughs> and um, so I would go to master classes, and um, I just. And I got more and more disappointed because I felt mm. most master classes were sales exercises. So it's like, yeah, sales right. Yeah. Talking about the wine, mm-hmm. but it's mostly about selling, which is totally understandable from you know, sales point of view and, and, you know, from the distributor, sure. from the wineries. It's yeah. important. Yes, of, of course. But mm. for me, one, you know, as someone who just really wanted to know more of the story and, and yeah. learn about the grapes and, um, I felt there was something missing mm-hmm. and that sparked the Kimmy grapes, <laughs> <laughs> the idea. And I said, oh, what if I can create tasting events or like bring people together and taste wine, share, share the stories, share yeah. where they come from. Yes. Um, have, you know, have people and wine lovers, mm. hospitality, um, uh, work it, like people to, actually have the opportunity to taste different wines next to each other and, yes. and just learn it and have it as an experience without the pressure mm. of having or needing to buy something. Sure. And that proved to be quite a different, um, yeah, just just different, I would say. And people really enjoyed it. People loved it. They, mm-hmm. they could just come and enjoy so they can have fun sure so you can have fun or you can learn as much as you want so sure. everyone could it's choose up to them. yeah that's right yeah. everyone could choose what what you know what they were there for yeah so how long has canny grapes been going about for um i've i started in 2016 so yep. um april mm-hmm. but i didn't host classes until february 2017 so now yep. now my fifth year of wow. hosting well um, classes mm-hmm. uh so which is you know sometimes you actually forget about <laughs> <laughs> how long it's and been was in, yes. um, and it, because i was probably very i mean i'm always i'm quite a motivated person and driven mm. and i'm um, just having that thirst for knowledge mm. at the start i would i think i started with two classes per month right um in a beautiful small um neighborhood wine bar Cool. And I focused straight away on, on my passion, which is sparkling and champagne. Yes. So I run this. So that's my signature class. And I run this every first Saturday of the month. Mm-hmm. And then I started a second class, which then would be based on different grape varieties, right. uh, wine regions, wine styles. Sure. And then I would add, then I started um, a bit later um, going into Spanish wines. So I find a Spanish restaurant and then I wow. run those ones as well. So but yeah. the thing was, even though my sparkling champagne was my signature is the class and I would um, repeat it, but I would always use like different wines as well. Yes. The other classes. So every month I would create one or two new wine classes. Right. So that meant, um, because I write a booklet to each, mm-hmm. um, to each event. Yes. So I would really do my research. I would choose, 
you know, the wines, I would choose, okay, what I want to do, what I want to learn, what I want to mm. share. So it was quite um, a constant, huge learning curve <laughs> to actually be able to stand and in front of everyone and talking about it because at the end it was me studying and then um, sharing it. Yeah, wow. Uh, and then in 2019, in October, mm-hmm. I realized – I. Yeah, we were just, I don't know, somehow the question came up how many classes I had done. And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized, um, so then I kind of counted it up because the good thing is this event, right? You can actually really um, yes. uh, look back, you know, mm-hmm. and actually look at what, what have I achieved. Sure. And, uh, and so, yeah, in October 2019, I celebrated my 100th class back wow. then. So it was in two and a half years. <laughs> Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, so there was, and yeah, what's also I feel like very special about my classes is that people come to one, yes, and then they come to the next and to the next and the next. So it's really good to uh, create that following and, and seeing, you know, the thirst, you know, that people want that experience, people really enjoying um, just learning and traveling like in in the way of from from glass to glass you know or through yes. a wine uh through a wine class mm. yes. is is there a reason why um is there a reason why you started with sparkling and champagne first rather than because um, it's quite unusual right like when you think of <laughs> maybe it's just yeah. me maybe it's just me like but when i think of wine classes I, I naturally probably don't think of those two things i'd probably think of like reds and and, and probably delve into some whites, but probably starting with reds. Is there a reason why you wanted to start with the sparkling and champagne? Um, yes. <laughs> Actually, uh, there, is, there is a yes. And that was in 2016 when I was doing my WCT3. At mm. the same time, I was pretty much just before the exams were on in, in May. Uh, I met a group of champagne lovers. And um, I was invited to their tasting. Right. I didn't really know why. So there's like this private champagne club. And I was like, okay, <laughs> thanks for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> so I came along and it's all blind tasting. Yeah. And um, and the lady who is was hosting it, um, you know, so everyone around was in the room and goes pointing at me and goes, what is she doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and and then she said, oh, Anya's going to enter the Vine de Champagne Awards. Mm. <laughs> like, um, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I have no time for that. I'm just studying and I'm working. She goes, yeah, you are. <laughs> and so, which I ended up doing. So pretty much within eight weeks, I wrote eight essays. <laughs> Wow. It kind of works. Wow. Uh, and became one of six professional finalists of Australia in 2016. Wow. Wait. So it was a huge, huge learning curve, like studying day and night. Mm. Um, but it just opened up that, you know, I said a can of worms, but it, it's, I just couldn't Different believe how much. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, from the opportunity, but also mm. like knowledge-wise to actually go, ah, oh, so champagne is not just champagne and the same as sparkling wine. Yes. Know, because like even going to the um, the Champagne Awards, mm-hmm. uh, like being a finalist, I actually had to, I had then, so when it was announced, but when the finalists were announced, you had four weeks until the panel judging. Mm-hmm. So we would have like Peter Bourne and... Um, 
oh, like Bernadette O'Shea, mm-hmm. uh, Hugh and Hawk, um, mm-hmm. and then like two people from from the uh, Champagne Bureau. Yep. So we had the panel there. <clears throat> Pardon me, and they can ask you any question about Champagne. Wow. <laughs> so you're sitting there. That's going, not scary. <laughs> okay, but before that, you actually blind taste. Wow. Fresh Champagne. Okay. And so just imagine you have three glasses in front of you. Yep. All you know is the origin is champagne. Wow. But what is the blend? What is this apart? Yeah. Varieties? Is it the non-vintage? Is it the vintage? If it is from a particular year, can you say what year it is? Just mm. purely by tasting and what style. You can even pick um, wines. Uh, like you can... Quite often, even because each each house or producer usually has has like a signature. Yes, and and you can taste it. You can taste um, producers if you are like that's impressive. Anya. Practical. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that that, that really fascinated me yes. to actually op- you know just learning about it, and then when you look into sparkling wines as well from the different. Uh, origins you know having mm. like cava from spain everyone knows prosecco yes. from from italy mm. but also like here in australia like you know we have like um traditional method sparkling wines and what does it mean aging the wine like how does it change in style what yes. style do i love what style do you love mm. you know do you like more the the crispier or do you like more the really complex one sure there's so many elements that go into sparkling wine and that is why um yeah I'm popping. I'm like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. So it makes it so interesting, right? <laughs> yes. I just love sharing it because so many people just go, oh, I didn't know it, you know, mm. and I even make them listen to the bubbles. So when I pour, <laughs> when I pour it, okay. <laughs> so I open up the bottle next time you open up a bottle, Okay. pour it in the glass, even from the bottle, just open it up and listen to it. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> that's really impressive. So Anya, like, Last year, obviously, with the pandemic and that kind of stuff, uh, WA fared a lot better than the other states in Australia. But like you're dealing in a um, in an event based business, right? Where you're where you're asking yeah. people in person to you know to taste wines and and that kind of thing. Like, what did you yes. learn for, out of last year and and the lockdown that happened, and how'd that change your business moving forward? Um. Well, at the start, it was definitely. Uh, I think. F- like for, for many others, um, I wouldn't say scary. It was just more that uncertainty that suddenly yeah. everything came to a stop, mm-hmm. um, especially for my events because I had planned, I think it was March, so I had planned quite a few events till mm-hmm. I think April or May because I was supposed to um, go to Bordeaux and Champagne mm-hmm. and host my very first Kenny Grapes wine tour Wow, overseas. Wow. <laughs> so that all their planning um, <laughs> Had to be put uh, and on the hold anticipation. And still, I think as, when the first lockdown was announced, like when it was first announced, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine. It'll be all right. A couple <laughs> we of weeks. We'll be fine. Yes. Oh, well, if we don't go now, we'll definitely go in October. Like, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because like, I'm, I'm always a very mm. positive outlook. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but um yeah it's like when all restaurants shut uh so first off i had to pretty much just tell everyone that i can't 
you know, that I, that I couldn't host um, mm. the event, but also, you know, putting out the vouchers, like what do you do, um, you know, just making decisions. Sure. Um, so just on, on my very own, you go, mm-hmm. oh, suddenly everything stopped. Mm. But then on the other side, because I'm also work, um, as a, like I'm working as a consultant mm. to restaurants mm-hmm. and, and wine bars. So it was like an instant um, uh, switch, mm-hmm. like to actually go, okay, my classes are right on hold right now. I'm yes. just dealing with all, you know, the tickets and everything. Mm-hmm. But then attending um, to the restaurants, okay, what do we do now? Yes. Yeah. And there were so many restaurants, like probably now Melbourne City, like everywhere else mm-hmm. too, that those who would never actually have a um, takeout or delivery. Yeah. Know, to go, okay, what do we do? We have to reinvent. I think many of us really had to reinvent themselves. Yes. Or just go, right, what's next? Find mm-hmm. a solution, find the next step. Um, and that is, that was um, definitely unexpected. Um, yes. Especially with the uncertainty because no one really knew how long. Mm. Yeah. How long and how, how are we going to survive? How, how is it going to be? And yes. I mean, even there, like, you can be as positive as possible. <laughs> Yes. You can just, you know, you, you can't really change it, um, change anything. So it was very, um, yeah, wasn't experienced to <laughs> just also, but on the, I have to say, but also probably taking the time to stop. Yeah. And taking a breath mm. and going, oh, wow, I didn't realize how mm. much I actually had worked over mm. the last mm. how many years. And months, and that I've been constantly going just from one event to the other, and yeah. always creating new events, creating new wine dinners, creating whatever was, you know, just responding to what people wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly it was like, oh, okay. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't take it as a negative thing to actually mm. taking that breath. And mm. recharging. Sure. And then, of course, new opportunities come mm. along. Yeah. I mean, I always say, you know, you don't, um, opportunities don't happen. You create them. <laughs> Great point. And uh, <laughs> that's always my, my saying. And yeah. uh, a very dear friend of mine who I met through the Champagne Awards, mm-hmm. she reached out uh, from Adelaide and she said, Anya, you're going to host some online tastings with me, <laughs> Champagne tasting. Yes. And I was like, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> and of course, there were others already in the industry, um, you know, doing that. And, and I, loved, I loved the opportunity to, you know, how people just turned online, like that, yeah. that everything was suddenly, um, especially on the education side for us and probably the tasting, because we we're still able to get alcohol. You know, we can still go and buy, yes. which is, you know, so the bottle shops were open. So, you know, we could still actually um, learn about wine if we wanted too but I, sure. I i wasn't probably like personally I, I wasn't ready to go oh yes i'm gonna take everything online mm. i was like no actually i'm gonna sit and having then the um the invite sure to host uh tasting together yes. I was like, yeah okay let's let's do that mm-hmm. you know there, there, there was definitely um something where i felt there was a lot of mind shift mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Um, that that happened, but then you know we always say we come out stronger. Yes, of <laughs> for course. For most, of course, like lots of you know businesses, unfortunately, did not um, survive, or you know mm. probably said, oh, you know what, I'm actually not gonna just be there to constantly respond. Sure. Um, to 
to what what the um, you know our customers want. I yeah. actually maybe just want to change it and just mm. work in a different way. So I think everything always has two two sides. Yeah, of course. Um, was so it, yes. Was it challenging as a consultant as well with some of these restaurants? You know, like, um, you know, working through their wine lists or you know all of a sudden they're not trading and then, you know, they've got no idea what they're going to do and, you know, having those conversations with those restaurant owners and stuff, that would have been tough. Yeah, yeah. I think it was probably also tough because we all suddenly, you know, we, we didn't know how, Yeah. even the restaurants didn't know how they're going to pay. It's mm. a great point. Their workers, <laughs> you know, yes. like, and that, that's because with, you know the the job keeper that or job seeker like both I think for for the um for the businesses yes it, it came just much later yeah so for for them to actually have staff and not because you they didn't had the income no that's what they would usually do you know mm. and having people coming to work yeah um and you're not not you don't know if you're able to to pay them or not and like even for me as a consultant I I knew that there was not you know in nobody's budget really because we're all just there to 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 survive yeah 100 percent. and um and i think that's kind of also where you know where everything really came back to the relationships we actually built yeah over the years mm. that it is more about caring and not about um the money you know that and that's probably also who i am i i love i'm I know. Um, <laughs> if if I see that I can help somewhere, I just want to help, you know. Sure. And then I just I don't care what the hours. So you know, and I was like, right, I'm here. Right, tell me what you want. Let's do. Let's get the menu out. Yes, do it. Like, yes. give it a go. You have nothing to lose. Yes, just give it a go. I know you're a more fine dining restaurant. You're mm. um, not a takeaway, but yep. what if? Yeah, you know. So it's it's just it. probably that's also me being very driven. Mm. And um, probably as a consultant, I'm not just there to write a wine list. I was really working on a, uh, yeah, on a on a holistic, or in a very holistic way. Like for me, it's always important to go, okay, how can I help my client or the restaurant yeah. to to be more profitable, to sure. to make more money, to how to get bumps on seed, like how you know how to be successful, how to create new experiences. So it was mm. not just, oh, this is a great wine list here. Like I just loved really representing or having a wine that represents the restaurant sure but also is able to to offer great experience and yeah. through COVID it was like okay if the wine list that's not the main thing right now it's right now it's like okay how how do we get the food out how do we get this yeah. going and mm. um I laughed like I, that's I think I'm yeah <laughs> it was definitely demanding because I also help you know just working on the um on the back end like so I would do the, the newsletters, the, the MailChimp, the website, yeah, wow. um, the artwork, the Canva. Like I would yeah. I would do all that. So I'm I'm you know it's it was not just about the wines. Well done you. That's impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Not many consultants <laughs> could do that. So um, um well done. Um like you talked about there like co host uh, just before about co hosting um wine uh, wine events with other people. Um during the pandemic, have you have you hosted your own online events as well, or is that something you didn't want to do? No, I didn't. I didn't. No, I so I didn't. I did not host <laughs> my own events mm-hmm. online. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I just wasn't really ready to reinvent it all. Like, sure. uh, 
there, there was one idea that I had and mm -hmm. um, it's probably still there. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, uh, you know, it's like a program or like a, a wine testing series that mm -hmm. I still, that I'm still working on. Cool. And I really wanted, yeah, I don't know, because the thing is, it wasn't actually that long, you know, for, for us here in Perth. Yes. And so probably by the end of June, I was back in the restaurants. Yeah, right. Bruce. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so from there, it was like, oh, yes, yes, oh, man, that's a good idea. Oh, hang, hang on, I'm back. <laughs> yes, it's back to normal so now. Yeah. That, that was really... Um, yeah, so you know, for us, we were probably lucky that we that the lockdown wasn't too too long. Sure. And because still helping out the other restaurants, you know, that was quite you know time time consuming as well. Yes. Um. So no, I didn't. And even like afterwards, I only hosted my tasting classes. I did not go back into creating dinners. Um, right. Because I felt again still uncertainty so many restaurants were still recovering yeah and, and a, a wine dinner is usually not something to to make profit out of a wine dinner right. is to again to create an experience but for the restaurant as well as the winemakers or for me like i i usually um you know like if if there's wine dinners for example um that are hosted by by wineries mm. it's purely a marketing exercise right Okay. And and same for so it's pretty much just to cover the cost. Yes. And at this stage, everyone because we still had limits in regards to how many people were able to sit in the restaurant. You know, yes. no one was back to full capacity. There was still probably half capacity or, or less. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't feel that it's the right time to actually ask the restaurants, you know, hey, do we wanna because you know, I I know that everyone was still just trying to find their feet. Mm. Yeah. So, so that's, that's where I've, so now like this year, I'm definitely, you know, I'm looking forward to, um, to creating new experiences. Mm -hmm. And, um, but as we also know, everything can just change from today to tomorrow, unfortunately. Yes. So, We've um, seen you know, there's still short, <laughs> short, these three and five day lockdowns. Like it's super weird, isn't it really? Um, yes. Anyway. So it's it's already something where I just go, you know, just living in in a way, doing what we can do now. Mm. But um, of course, going forward and say, right, what what is it that I want this year, and and how to do it probably different again? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Which which really dovetails into my last question really well, Anya. So like. What what are you looking forward to this year for yourself and the business? Like, where do you want to take it now? You've had the learnings of last year and 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 strategize about what you want to do. Obviously, you're moving so quick. Like you're uh, you're you're very much a person who's going to move quickly, right? And make decisions. So I'm very interested in what you're going to do this year. Um. Well, yes, usually that's what I do, especially mm -hmm. when you know in regards to, to responding or especially if I can, can help um, others too. Mm -hmm. uh, for Kenny Graves, I mean, for my followers, they definitely probably would have seen that I might um, know that I probably wasn't as active yeah. or as, you know, that I did not create as many new, um, new classes. Mm -hmm. But that's probably also mostly because I did 
start another business last year. Of course. <laughs> um, Pre-O COVID. <laughs> so, um, you know, I kind of just still um, balancing both. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Again, you know, because for example, just out of February, suddenly the, the lockdown was there again and I was standing there again going, okay, what am I going to do? Yeah. And I guess like what I'm looking forward to is to do my champagne master, um, which is a program that I enrolled. Awesome. So just purely to go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I um, that's a long, long time coming for me to actually mm-hmm. uh, uh, doing the, the course as well as uh, launching like my, my new testing program, I would love to do some more local tours, but yep. again, you know, more like on a smaller, smaller scale. Yep. Um, and yeah, maybe even just connecting with different restaurants and bars. Sure. And first it's, 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 it's great to see mm. how it's growing and, and how more and more, um, even restaurant and providers, distributors are focusing on education. So it's great to be awesome. the inspiration in a way as well. Mm. So yeah, now personally, I, I feel like I'm with Kenny Grace. I'm just very happy just to, um, yeah, just work on, on the new tasting series. Sure. I have some great wine dinners that I'm working on, not just in Perth. Mm-hmm. So like as collaborations. So I have one collaboration towards the end of the year here in Perth. Nice. Um, with my friend from South Australia and mm-hmm. then also looking at a collaboration in Queensland. Amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not going to give too much away. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that's definitely, you know, it's there's always, I love, I love doing new things. And, um, yeah. And personally, uh, um, maybe just even just keep doing what I'm doing, just loving. You know, I would say I love... Um, you know, just living my purpose and sharing my passion. So yeah, and that comes yeah. through in spades, I think, Anya. So I think um, everyone who's listening to this podcast can hear and understand your passion for the industry and what you produce. So, like, well done to you and all the success you're having. Um, what's the best way that people can find out about yourself and about Canny Great? Um, the best way is actually my website. So um, I got www like kennygrapes um, you can also follow me on Instagram and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the, the easiest way to, um, to just check out what, what I'm doing or where I'm at, what my uh, next events are mm-hmm. and, um, to get in touch with me. Cool. Yeah. As always linked up in the show notes of this podcast and you Lewis, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Principle of Hospitality, the podcast. We hope you really enjoyed this episode. Please comment, like, and share this podcast with your friends in the industry. We're making this content with the industry in mind, so we'd really appreciate you sharing it along with those that you care about in the industry. Thanks as well to our sponsor, Chef's Hat, the largest family-owned and operated hospitality supplier in Australia. They strive to inspire cooks, chefs, bakers and bartenders to deliver the best product with the best tools every day. We're so proud to partner with them. That's where the industry shops. And if you don't know us at Poe, Sash, my co-founder from Principal Design, has one of the best design agencies in Australia. So if you're looking for anything around strategy, branding, digital design and graphic design, then you can find them at principaldesign.com.au and myself at Open Pantry Consulting for anything to do with hospitality operations 
strategy and recruitment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks to Chef's Hat for supporting us. And until next time, stay safe. Cheers.